0: Welcome to your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adal Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are talking about the power of routine. Welcome to episode 15, guys. How are you? Thank you for coming back. I love that you come back each week. I'm so grateful. So thank you for being here. Also, happy Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever day that you listen to this. At the time of this podcast going live, I will be in Sydney. And you would have seen what I was doing there in my vlogs, but can't wait to show you guys that. And if you are actually watching on the podcast, or even if you're just listening right now, I need to know, do I sound better? (laughs) And also, do I look better? Because I have a new microphone. The old microphone that I had was actually a headset microphone, which had a microphone attached to the earpiece. And I could move around a lot. I could wave my hands around a lot. But I was told that from the studio, which I hire out, that this microphone, the new one, is going to be so much better. So I'm keen to know if I'm in your ears right now, do I sound better than usual? Not that I ever really got complaints about the sound. I have to say, you guys have been very, very beautiful in giving me feedback. Aside from the episode that I had on, I don't think that I've never, like, I've ever gotten a complaint about the audio, but I really want this podcast to be good quality for you guys. And so here we are with a new microphone. I feel a bit weird on the vodcast because I feel like it covers my head. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to roll with it. I'm also very scared because they told me, don't knock the table. Because if you knock the table, it travels up the microphone and everyone will hear it. So I'm trying my best to silence my Greek and Italian genes. <laughs> Because being Greek and Italian, you talk with your hands, right? And if you guys watch the podcast, you'll see I'm constantly waving my hands around. And I'm just going to be really careful in this episode. I'm kind of shaking because <laughs> I'm a bit nervous. I don't know, something about something being new. It's stowing me a little bit. Anyway, we're into episode 15. I'm excited. I'm here for it. This week for me has been a big one. Obviously, knowing that I was going away, I've been trying to hustle everything in and get it done before I leave. On top of that, I've got some like crazy PMS shit happening. (laughs) Got some health stuff happening there. And then my manager, bless Ali, I know you listen to this podcast. I'm giving you a shout out. My first ever manager, guys, resigned and had her last day on Tuesday. And that really through me. And if you're in the Facebook group, you would have seen each week we do like a weekly gratitude post, which we talk about our highlight, our gratitude and our struggle. And Ali leaving was my struggle. And I just think I formed a very strong attachment to her. And I just want all you guys to know firstly how amazing she is. And secondly, I'm really proud of her for quitting her role and pursuing something that she really wants to do. It takes courage to do that. Obviously, on a personal level, I'm feeling a bit You know, like I'm going through a breakup or something because I was very, very much attached to her. And I think the dynamic between her and I was new for me because I had never had a manager before. We spoke every single day and I think that's why I'm like taking it so badly but I did say to her that she can't get rid of me so we'll still stay friends and I'm excited to see her journey thrive and grow and yeah I just thought Ali has been a big part of my journey and Ali has you know in the background played a big part in the content I create even this podcast even my YouTube so thank you Ali I love you and I'm gonna miss you. (laughs) Now I'm gonna give you my highlight and I'm gonna give you my gratitude and what I want you guys to do is to think about yours so hold space for your highlight and hold space for your gratitude. And I want you to think of two different things. I want to challenge you to do that. And also, if you don't feel like you have any, that's okay too. I don't expect you to always be happy or positive. I'm not always happy or positive. We don't do that here. If you're struggling, that's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. We can try again. And also, if you're struggling, it's actually okay to articulate that and put that out as well because you need to hold space for the bad stuff too. That's how we can move through it. But my gratitude... I had a therapy appointment yesterday and I missed her so, so much and I'm so happy that I finally got to see her. It's been a while between appointments and I'm just grateful that I have access to therapy. I'm grateful that I have a mental health care plan and I'm grateful just for my therapist because she does literally God's work. So shout out to any other psychologists or counselors or mental health professionals in any field listening to this. Thank you. We appreciate you. Forever, forever grateful. And then my highlight, I'm going on a date tonight, guys. I'm going on a second date, which is a little bit scary for me because I don't find at the moment, I guess I'm being challenged a little bit with dating because dating for me brings up like a lot of anxiety and a lot of like panic. However, I'm excited because I'm looking forward to it and I'm excited because it's actually someone that I am interested in and I want to go on a second date. So yeah, I will give you guys an update on how that goes in whenever the next bit of content comes out. But we're going to dive into today's episode, which is about the power of routine. Now, routine is something I love so much and this was so highly requested by you guys. I did actually do a little bit of feedback on the Your Safe Space pod IG this week. I asked you guys for what kind of dream content you wanted from me and I could not believe how many times this came up and I'm excited to bring you this episode. So before we do jump in though, I want to say if you don't have a routine or you're not interested in one, don't stress. You don't have to listen to this episode. If you do want to listen to it though, please obviously do and I say this all the time. Do not feel bad if you don't have a routine or you are bad with routine or you struggle with routine. This episode is not here to make you feel like shit about it, okay? We are not doing that. We will come at ourselves with kindness and compassion and I hope that obviously through listening to this podcast, you can learn to do that to yourself because when I learned to come at myself with compassion and kindness, my life freaking changed for the better and I think it's really important and I just needed to preface this episode by saying that, okay? Now, today's show will run like this. We don't have a sponsor in this episode, so we'll go just straight through the first half and the listener questions. In the first half of the show, we've got why I love routine and understanding the psychology behind it. So I'll just be basically going through the benefits and then I'll give you my tips for building a routine and I'll explain how I build my routines and then we'll dive into the listener questions, which number one is how to cope when your routine doesn't go to plan and is affected due to work, travel or anything else. Question number two is how to not get bored of being in a routine. I can't believe how many times that came up. A lot of you think routines are boring, (laughs) but that's okay. And then lastly, what happens when your partner has a different routine to you? That one came up quite a bit as well. So I will dive into all of those after the first half of the show. So let's jump into why I love routine. Now, guys, there are heaps of reasons out there for why routine is good for you. I'm just going to go through my top tips. I think I've got five. And as always, I like to start with the definition. So routine, all it is, is a sequence of actions followed regularly. That's all it is. Now, I am a creature of habit through and through... And if you follow me, you would know that I have even copped a little bit of shit online for it. And I think it just comes naturally with vlogging every day, especially on TikTok. I frequently would get comments and I don't really get them as much now, but at the start, it was like, you do the exact same thing every day. Why do you do the exact same thing every day? And I'm like, well, firstly, I freaking love routines. But secondly, when you are vlogging, you are going to see similar stuff happen. Like I obviously get to do some really exciting and cool things, but most of the time I'm guided by a routine. I'm guided by structure and that is just genuinely what works best for me. Now, here's the thing. I'm not sitting here saying that I am the most successful person, but the first reason that I love routine is because when I look at other successful people, when I look at successful athletes, when I look at successful creators, when I look at successful people in their field, even back when I worked corporate, when I looked at CEOs, when I looked at you know heads of departments... One thing that they had in common, and don't get me wrong, they had a lot of things in common. Successful people have certain traits about them. But one thing that they had in common was their ability to firstly have a routine and secondly stick to it. And I always admired that and I always still admire that. So when I meet successful people, when I see successful people, for me, I look at it and think, wow, there is something that they've all got in common, I can tap into that for myself and I could could create that for myself on my own level, for my own personal goals, for my own level of success. I will also say what success looks like to you and to me is going to be different. For me, success is living a life that feels good and I feel like through routine, I've been able to cultivate that for myself and as I have said many times on this podcast, I talk about evidence a lot and so when I see these other people having success doing whatever they're doing, I'm always like wow that is possible for me they got there because of this and I can try and implement that in my life too and then secondly the reason I love routine is because it is good for your mental health and it's really good for my mental health I've experienced it firsthand having implemented a routine and then seeing what happens to me when it falls off. It just proves to me that it makes me feel better. And my example there for you guys is about journaling. So when I it was probably in May, June, July, I was traveling a lot for work. I was going to Sydney. I was going to Canberra. I was trying to like do content, trying to work full time, trying to train people. It was a lot. And I really kind of took a hit on that routine. Like my gym struggled, my journaling struggled. I tried to do it when I could, but... I started to feel myself like physically and mentally declining because I wasn't keeping up with that self-care. And so for me, I know firsthand what happens when I don't do it and I know future me will thank me for it. And that's my number two top tip as to why I love it so much. The other thing I want to say though is this is psychologically proven. Studies have proven that when you have a routine or you have structure to your day, you know what to expect. And what that does is it creates safety for your subconscious because what happens is there's less decisions to make and there's also repetition, which means that you know what the outcome is likely to be. You can relax and you can ease into your day because you know what's going to happen if you do X, Y, Z and that reinforces the safety. Now, I want you to think about this and I don't have kids, but when you were a kid or if you have kids, how important is having a routine for that child? I don't know whether it's like a feeding routine or a sleep routine. As I said, I don't have a child. I do have a dog and I'm not saying dogs and kids are similar, not at all. But even having a puppy... Getting him into a routine at the start was so important to get him, I guess, just behaving how I wanted and teach him a routine. And even Franklin, my little baby, he has a routine. He has his breakfast and his dinner around the same time. I know when he has to poop. I know when he has to pee. I know what routine he follows. It makes my life easier. It makes his life easier. And I think if we think about how babies need routine or how even kids need routine, We can see that it creates safety for them and it helps with their development. And that goes on to do the same for us in adulthood. And then thirdly, I'm going to say that routine de-stresses me. It alleviates my stress. And I put this separate to mental health because I don't think that stress equals mental health. I'm going to say maybe prolonged stress will definitely impact your mental health, but stress isn't very normal to feel, but I feel like having a routine and having structure lessens that. I know what days I'm doing something. I know what time I'm doing something. I know that the most important things to me are going to get done. I know the most important things are scheduled in and I feel calmer knowing that those things are in my routine. And I will say with like full disclosure, I'm currently going through an adjustment period right now. You guys know a little over, I think it was maybe 10 10 weeks ago now, I resigned from my full-time job and I am still to this day trying to figure out a new routine that works for me. I am not really happy with the current setup that I've got in terms of when I edit, when I create content and it still feels a bit clunky in my day-to-day life and it's a work in progress, so I'm getting there, but I can see the stress on me and the difference in me when I am in like a flow state and when I'm not in a flow state. And then my fourth tip guys is that it deepens the trust with myself and it also deepens and reinforces my confidence because when I tell myself that something is important and I actually do it and I make the time to do it and I do it over and over and over again, it's like a little bridge of trust that I build within myself and it shows me that I have my own back, that I can keep my word to myself and that I can prove to myself that I can get whatever it is done that I say that I'm going to do. And I feel like I did speak a little bit about this in the confidence episode, which was earlier in the show season, but keeping that bond with yourself is so important and it's just like keeping little promises to yourself, which I think is very sweet. And lastly, I think it makes me more efficient and I feel like it helps me enjoy the other areas of my life better. All the areas that aren't in routine, the areas for fun, the areas for relaxation For me, it's important to still have those things. I'm not here to tell you that every single part of your life needs to be in routine. No, no, no. I am about working smarter, not harder. And my favorite example for this is the laundromat. And I get shit about the laundromat too because people are always like, don't you have a washing machine at home? Don't you have a dryer at home? Guys, of course I do it's modern Australia. And I'm going to say not everyone, depending on your living situation, because there were definitely like apartment blocks that I inspected in Sydney that were like too small to have, you know, dedicated washing areas. It depends on obviously your living situation and maybe your socioeconomic status. But yes, in my family household, there is a washing machine, there is a dryer. However, I love my local laundromat. And this is not an ad for the laundromat because I can go in there. I can do all my washing and I'm talking a light load, a dark load, the towels for the week. I can wash all three of those in literally 23, 24 minutes. I can then put them in the dryer for 36 minutes and I've done my washing, all of my washing and drying for under an hour. And obviously, if it's sunny, I'm not going to be using the dryer, guys. I'm not an idiot. I don't really like using it that much because I know it's bad for the environment. But if I can utilize the sunshine, of course, I'll do that. But what that does for me is it frees up the rest of my day. I tend to do my laundry on a Saturday. I don't want to spend the whole day going in and out of the laundry at home. My family's also washing their clothes too. It's just easier for me to go to the laundromat and get it done quicker. And that is a perfect example of working smarter, not harder. And as I said, they are my top five reasons. There's so many more. And I would actually love to hear your reasons why you love your own routine. If you're listening to this and you're, you've you got a routine or you've just started implementing one, I want to know why you love it. And I would love for you to share it when I post the new episode on Sunday because other people can then read it too and it can just help us build that you know connection with each other. All right, now I'm going to be sharing my own tips for building a routine. I'll explain how I usually like to build in mine. And of course, guys, take what you need to build or change yours. Obviously, I always want to provide practical tips in my podcast episodes, but I do just want to say before we get into it, I don't want to tell you what to put into your routine. Routines are so personal. What's important for me may not be important for you. And I also don't want to ever tell you what to do. I always just like to hold the space for you guys to figure it out on your own because I know that you listening to this podcast right now you know deep down what you need to do you know what you want and that's usually the case in all of the times that I ever give advice I sometimes will give my input but really I want to hold space for you to reflect and think and get there on your own as well now I would recommend grabbing a journal or if you want to use your notes app. Obviously, if you're driving or you're not able to do that right now, that's okay. You can come back and listen later, but I want you just to write down anything that might catch your interest and maybe we can come back and utilize that later. The other thing I want to say is that we already have a routine in some way, right? If we are brushing our teeth every day, that is a routine, okay? If we are going to work every day, that is a routine. If we are fake tanning every Thursday night for the weekend, that's already a routine as well. And there are many little other ways which we already have a routine in our life. But I wanted to mention that I really want you to take the pressure off while listening to these tips. And I really don't want you to have this unrealistic standard on yourself. But the reason I say that is because I used to do that to myself as well. And this episode is not about girl bossing. It's not about boss babying. It's not about hustling a million things into your routine. It's about finding what feels good for you. It's about finding a life or finding a way to live your life that feels good for you. And then the last thing I'm going to say before I jump into how I built my own routine is you might listen to this and you might think, oh, there's so many things that I want to change or I want to improve or that I want to fix right now. But I need to tell you that changing too many habits at once can be discouraging and can do the opposite of what you want it to do. And I think... This is why so many of us have struggled in the past, even myself, where I've wanted to change so many things at once and then it's become overwhelming and then I've not been able to do anything and I haven't been able to stick to it. Okay, we don't want to overhaul too many things at once and I will go through that in tip number two. But tip number one is figuring out what is important to you and I like to call these non-negotiables and what I like to do is look at a few areas of my life. I want to think of work or career. I want to think about relationships and friendships and then I want to think about personal areas of my life and what I'm going to get you to do is write down what's important to you in those areas. So for personal and I'm going to share some of mine, one of mine is that I like to give myself 10 minutes a day to journal or one of the other things I love doing is I love writing the shopping list each week so I'm prepared when I do shopping. For you, you might want to take 10 minutes to enjoy your morning coffee outside or it might be as small as just starting to make your bed or you might want to incorporate 30 minutes of exercise a day or you might want to read for 15 minutes a day at night there could be anything into this personal area that is important to you write that down the same goes for relationships for me my routine as of late has just been to make space for dating obviously I'm very single I'm not in a relationship at the moment but then on a friendship level what I'm working on or the routine I'm trying to get better at is texting my friends back I'm sorry to any of my closest friends, I have been struggling as of late and I guess this is where the line blurs between work, having my phone for work and obviously using it for content and things like that. Sometimes I just don't want to be on it and sometimes I get a text while I'm doing something and then I forget to reply, but I'm trying to get better at that there. But for you, maybe it's thinking about how you can do things to connect better with your friends or maybe it's connecting with your partner. Maybe you're planning to have family dinner once a week and maybe you're organizing a regular catch up with your friends. Or maybe with your partner, you want to make it a habit to start kissing each other goodbye in the morning properly instead of just rushing out of the house. Or maybe you want to schedule a weekly date night with them. Write down whatever is coming up for you, the things that are most important. And I just like to think of like the really high value things when I'm writing this stuff down. And then lastly, work. For me, I've already told you guys, I'm trying to figure out a better, you know, routine with editing. It's a work in progress. That is my main focus at the moment. I think for you guys, it could be maybe digging into your goals and then working backwards. And this is something I always do when I goal set. I think about the end goal. And then I think, what little things can I do on a daily basis that can get me there? So write those down as well. I've written down some other stuff in regards to work that could help you out too. So maybe it's signing up for LinkedIn and making time to check that out weekly. Maybe it's even tidying up your desk at the end of each day. It could even be reading a book about your field or it could be a routine about having a different work from home setup, And I'm going to say, I got a few questions from shift workers who listen to this podcast. Shout out to my shift workers. Finding a routine that works for your shift work is going to be so important. So what I would probably recommend with shift work is making sure you have a really good sleep routine. So when you finish work at whatever time, making sure that you can like go home, go to bed, prioritize your sleep so that when you do wake up, you can then get into whatever else is important in your day or in your structure. And then Tip number two is starting small. So I mentioned this a little bit before I got into it, but from that list of everything we just wrote out, I want you to pick one thing, (sighs) one, just one. And I know it might be hard because you're like, oh, Adele, you made us write down so much stuff, but just pick the most important thing, okay? The highest value thing. And I want you to focus on that. And I want you to start to incorporate that into your routine. And once you have successfully done that, and it starts to get done And it doesn't feel like you have to remind yourself. So it almost becomes like natural, like a second, like it's just like second nature to do it. When you're at that point, that's when you add in another one. And that's how I do my routine. I know it looks like right now that I have like this really crazy routine and crazy structure, but I've been living like that for a little while. And I'm going to say I've always also been a morning person, which I'll talk about in a second. But my routine now is built on years of me building in things slowly. So please don't try to overwhelm yourself. As I said before, that is how we almost set ourselves up to fail. You overwhelm yourself because you're trying to change too many things at once and it just won't end well. And then on top of that, we only have so much mental capacity for change, right? So when we get fatigued because we're trying to change too many things, we're actually likely to go back to what is easier, even if it's not the best for us or even if we want to do better. Naturally, we're just likely to go back to our default pattern, even if we don't want to do it. And I really, really want you guys to not bite off more than you can chew. I want you to just pick something small and slowly work it in because that will set you up for success and that will start to teach you that little daily commitment because upgrading your routine is a daily commitment. It's a daily commitment to yourself and by starting small and being realistic, you can develop a healthy balanced routine and an efficient routine that helps you get the most out of life and then tip number three is to ditch the perfectionism and I will do an episode on perfectionism eventually but you know that saying perfect is the enemy of good it's true it's so true guys and as I said before if we aim for realistic we're more likely to get it done And I need you to know that your routine is not going to be perfect 100% of the time. My routine is not perfect 100% of the time. It is so unreasonable to think that our routine will be 100% perfect 100% of the time. And the way that I actually tackle this now is I take the mindset of I am doing my best always, always. And sometimes what my best looks like is different. Some days I wake up, I'm on top, I'm riding the wave, I'm killing it. Other days, I'm down there splashing, or falling off my surfboard, I'm not having a good time, right? Your best is always enough and give yourself grace, give yourself grace. I'll also say, allow for the flexibility, sometimes you might just want like a weekly routine, like a Monday to Friday routine and you don't want to be, have a routine on weekends, cool, don't have one on weekends, that's okay or maybe you want to have a routine for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's cool too, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the routine looks like. The point is, is that you have thought about it. It means a lot to you. And then that way you're able to repeat it. And I'll give you an example. With the gym, my routine for the gym is I just have four days a week that I have to get into the gym to complete my gym program. Some days I do it on a Monday. Some days it's a Wednesday. Some days it's a Thursday. It doesn't matter what day I do it. I've taken that perfectionist hat off and I just try to get my four days done within the week from that Monday to Sunday. And some days, you know, I'm nailing it and some weeks I'm nailing it every Monday, other other weeks I'm starting the program on a Tuesday. It doesn't really matter when I get it done as long as I get it done. And as I said, each of us has different goals, needs, desires, and the ability to do stuff. So that is why it's so important to develop your own routine, right? And it's important to do it with grace. Ditch that perfectionist. That does more damage to us in the long run. And then tip number four is to know yourself and to understand yourself. Again, what works for me may not work for you. You guys would know I'm quite a morning person. (laughs) I'm a morning person through and through. You might not be a morning person and that's okay. You don't have to be a morning person because the world is telling you to be a morning person. If you are more productive in the afternoon or you're productive in the evening, be practical with it. When are you naturally most productive? When are you feeling driven to do things? Do the things when you're feeling that, right? For me, I am most productive in the morning. I feel most driven in the morning. It makes sense for me to do my main tasks in the morning. Even when I worked nine to five, I noticed how I would structure my day change again once I learned this, right? So I would constantly make sure that I would do all my really hard phone calls in the morning. I had a job where I had to like phone call, have meetings and email people. And so I would have my phone calls from like nine to 10. I would always book meetings from like 10 to say lunchtime and then I knew after lunchtime that my productivity probably wasn't the best and that's when I would do all my emailing and again it's just finding a routine or structure that works for you okay and then tip number five is to revise your routine don't be afraid to change it if it's not working if something feels clunky change it and again change one thing at a time (laughs) don't overhaul it all at once You may go through many revisions too. That's okay. Keep going until it feels right. Just on that, I also don't like having a super regimented routine. As I said before with the gym example, it doesn't matter what days I do it as long as I do it. If you go in and you try to make yourself have this super regimented routine, what can happen is if one thing is off, then the rest of the day goes off. And it throws it up shit creek, right? We don't want to do that. We want to just aim for what works best for us, what works with our strength and one thing at a time. All right, let's jump into the listener question. So the first question is how to cope when your routine doesn't go to plan or is affected due to work or travel. And I think this really goes back to what I said before. If you give yourself grace and also just know that sometimes things are going to happen, Work can ramp up. You might go on a holiday. How nice is a holiday? I really need one, guys. Or, and I've had this happen a few times, your mental health may go to shit. Sometimes it's really hard to keep a routine up when you're struggling just to get through the day. It's very normal to have this happen. And the way that I tackle that is to practice compassion for myself without beating myself up. And I would say what I like to do is just accept it and just know that life is going to throw curveballs at us. There is only so many things that we can control and there is so many things out of our control. And staying calm, if your routine starts going to shit, just staying calm, don't beat yourself up and focus on what you can control and just remind yourself that there are going to be times when life takes priority and sometimes your routine has to take a backseat and that's okay. And then secondly, I want you to just focus on the very next step. And I think this is where a lot of us go wrong. It's where I used to go wrong too. I used to think, oh my God, I've got... I'm so far behind in every single thing and I'm not going to get it done. But it's like, no, what is just the one next step that I've got to take? Start with that. And that one next step is all you need to help feel that like moment of relief. And I'll give you an example, right? We all probably felt this, but going into lockdown, I prior to lockdown, I was in a really good routine with the gym. I was in a great routine with the gym and I loved it so, so much. And going into lockdown really threw me because I was like, what am I going to do? I don't have access to the gym, my program's going to go down the drain, I'm going to lose my gains, like this is how invested in the gym I was back then. It threw me for a good fortnight and then I switched my mindset and I thought, what can I control? What here is in my control? And so I made myself a lockdown routine and it didn't look anything like the other routine, but I was able to build another one based on what I could control, what was in my ability to do. And try to make the most of it and i tried to just focus on getting through each day one day at a time and i have even had that happen when you know my anxiety has been really bad or i've gone into like a depressive patch my routine goes out the window. And so usually what I do when I do go through that depressive patch or that anxious patch, when I start to feel better, I just think of the first next step. And I start by doing one nice thing for myself or one thing in my routine to get me back to that point and slowly build it back up again. All right. Listen to question number two is how to not get bored of being in routine. Now this came up so much and I think that routines do cop a lot of shit for being boring, but what's in the routine doesn't have to be boring. And I would argue that if you consciously choose it and it feels good for you, you might not have this issue and you don't have to fill your routine with mundane things. Don't get me wrong. I also understand sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do, right? But you can still add some variety and you can even do things like changing the order in which you do stuff or maybe the placement of which you do things. Maybe you're changing the activities or the types of activities or changing your work tasks like I mentioned before. Maybe you're changing the frequency or maybe you're changing the environment and one example I can give you there is I work from home and I worked from home in my last job, I work from home now but what I used to do is go to a cafe to work from there and change up my environment because I was sick of, you know, seeing the same four walls in my house There are so many ways that you can make your routine fun and enjoyable. And I'll give you examples, right? Maybe your routine is planning road trips every quarter or every three months and exploring areas around you. My sister's really good at doing that. Or maybe you want to carve out some time for play and creativity into your routine. And I always say this, especially when it comes to like having fun and having creativity or whatever it is, like make time for it. You can have that as part of your routine and that routine cannot feel boring because you're still allowing yourself to do the fun stuff. And I'll also give you one of my top tips because there's still shit that I don't like doing in my routine at the moment. What I like to do is schedule one thing that I really like and then the other not so fun thing and then another thing that I really like. So I like cushion the thing that I don't like with fun stuff or things that feel even better for me and that just like tricks my brain into doing it because it's like, well, if you do this and you get through it, then you've got something fun at the end of that. And then I will say if you are feeling really bored from your routine, maybe a sign that you actually need a break from it. And that's okay to take a break from it too. Guys, you don't have to stick to it and beat yourself up and struggle to get through the days. Take a break from it. Or maybe it means that something needs to change in your routine. And I would say, add some fun back in because it doesn't have to be boring. It does not have to be boring. And when people tell me that it's boring because I do the same thing, I'm like, but I actually really enjoy my days. And then listener question number three is what happens when your partner has a different routine to you? Now, this was another one that was frequently asked and I know that for the listeners listening that aren't in a relationship, you might think, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Please listen to it because one day when you are in a relationship, you might need this. Okay. Now, sometimes in a relationship, we might work different jobs for our partners or we might have different personal routines. This is okay. I actually don't think that you need to have the exact same routine as your partner. And sometimes I think if you've got kids or you live together, there are certain things that can help you become closer. But sometimes if you're trying to have the exact same routine as your partner, that runs the risk of becoming codependent on them, which we don't want either. And I will do another episode on that as well. But I do think that there are some routines that you can do, whether you live together or not, that can strengthen the bond or strengthen your connection. And I'm going to go through them. So the first one is having a weekly date night having a time for you that works, that's uninterrupted time for you to hang out and do something that you love. And you can even take turns. Maybe one week, your partner plans out the date night. Maybe the next week, you plan out the date night. Maybe when you get into bed at night, and of course, this is if you're having a sleepover or if you live together, but maybe you debrief and you have that conscious conversation. And I know it's very easy just to get into bed and go to sleep, but just taking five minutes to have a chat, ask each other how the day was, ask each other, is there anything that we're struggling with? Is there anything that's going really well? Like, what are you excited about? Just to have that pillow talk. And then tip number three, which is one of my favorite things, and I have done this in the past with a partner, but something as simple as eating dinner at the same time or eating a meal together at the same time can also help. Deep in that bond and on a different level, this is not about relationships, but every single night my family tries to have dinner at the same time. And that is something that my parents have taught us or encouraged us to do since we were kids. And family dinner is not just like a once a week thing for me. It's like if I'm at home, I'm probably gonna have dinner at the same time as my family and it's just nice because we catch up, we talk and it strengthens that like family dynamic. Again, you could have that in your partnership as well. Or maybe you could do a Sunday morning coffee date at your local. You could go on a walk, go get a coffee together. You could also go for a walk after work or maybe you go on a bike ride together. I don't know. (laughs) I say bike ride because my mum and dad usually will go on bike rides together, which is really cute. Or it could be something as taking turns with cooking and cleaning. And I'm going to give you an example of my recent ex. He wasn't an early riser. (laughs) Obviously, I'm a morning person, so I would tend to get up a lot earlier. And when I would stay at his, what he would do was wake up 10 minutes earlier just 10 minutes so that we could have like a morning cuddle together, which is like quite cute. Again, that was just a little way that we could try and like have a little routine that was specific for us at the time. And so what I want to say with that is get creative with it. Find what works for you both. Find what works for your dynamic. It does take communication as I spoke about in last week's episode. But what you want to do is just look at both of your needs, both of your wants, see which ones are the same. See which ones are different and then look at opportunities to build those little routines to get you closer to each other. And I think once you start to do that and start to implement it, you will notice a difference or an improvement in your relationship as well. All right, guys. I feel like we can wrap the episode up there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode. If you aren't in the Facebook group, come join us. It's called Your Safe Space Podcast Community. We're on Facebook. The link is in the notes. The link is also in my bio or the podcast Instagram bio. We have nearly 2,000 people in there now, which is just so cool. And I love, love, love the energy in there. So thank you if you're already in there. And thank you if you've just contributed to that energy. I see it. It makes me feel good. It makes me happy. And I think, of course, I was always going to have the best people in my face. Facebook group. Of course, you guys are amazing. I also want to give you a little reminder not to forget the giveaway that runs every single week on our podcast Instagram. And last week, or the week before last week, I actually had my first ever podcast winner overseas in New Zealand, and it was just so cool. And I actually ended up putting Caramello Koalas into her giveaway prize because they don't have Caramello Koalas in New Zealand. And I'm sh- I'm shocked at that because It just blows my mind that you guys don't have the snacks that we have because technically we're so close, but we're not at the same time. And I've never been to New Zealand, but I would love to go there eventually. Anyway, I'm just rambling now. So if you have liked this episode, please let me know. Leave me a rating on Spotify or leave me a review on Apple. If you liked it, tell your friends about it. If you loved this episode, send it to somebody. Share it on your Instagram story. That helps me so, so much. I don't think I have really gone into too much detail with you guys, but this podcast is planned by me. It is produced by me. It is edited by me. It is a very little independent podcast and every ounce of support that you give me goes a long way, more further than you could ever imagine or ever understand and I am so, so grateful. So thank you. I'm a one woman show and obviously I love this. It never really feels like work, but that support does keep me going and does keep this podcast going. So thank you. Thank you also for joining me again. I hope that you guys had a great weekend. I hope it was a safe one. If you're in Melbourne, enjoy the long weekend and I will see you guys or I will speak to you guys next week. Have the best week ahead. Bye.